you're listening to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Silva, first-generation Latina, digital entrepreneur, and an online educator. On this show, you're getting an exclusive backstage pass on how I transformed my food blog, A Sassy Spoon, into a sustainable and profitable multi-six-figure business as a party of one. Tune in each and every week for the sassy vibes, authentic, no BS conversations, and actionable advice on how you too can build the profitable food blog business of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. In today's episode, we're diving into a topic that's been all the rage this year, and that is good old AI. As much as I wanted to avoid this topic, we can't avoid it any longer. We have to face the music. It's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. And so it's up to us as business owners to adjust, adapt, pivot as we continue to scale our blog traffic. So before we jump into talking about all things AI, I just want to take this moment to once again thank everyone for sending such sweet messages about this podcast. I started a month ago, and it honestly feels like I started you know, way before that. But it's great to see how impactful this podcast has already been for so many of you, and it just warms my heart, to be honest. So thank you so much for your sweet messages. I would love if everyone listening here could go right now and rate and review the show, let other people know how much you've been loving the podcast so they can also subscribe and listen along with us. Okay, so it's no secret that AI has been taking the world by storm since November of last year. In case you've been living under a rock and you're like, I don't even know what you're talking about, AI stands for artificial intelligence. And while the concept is not new, because there's definitely been tons of AI tools out there in the past, they haven't made this much of an impact as ChatGPT has made since November of 2022. And so I won't lie, when that news came out, I kind of had a mini meltdown myself (laughs) because I was like, okay, do I need to change careers? Are we being taken over by robots? Like, what is going on? But the more I learned about it and the more I understood how it worked, I realized this is a tool aside from anything else. It's, yes, a human-like robot, but it's still a robot at the end of the day, you know? But the reason I was initially threatened was because I signed up for it as soon as I heard about it. And I was pretty blown away by the fact that it was able to provide so much information based on prompts. In other words, when you and I search on Google today, we use different phrases or search terms. And with a tool like ChatGPT, you can have a full-blown conversation with this thing. And of course, it's not going to be completely accurate. It's still a robot at the end of the day, but it's still such a cool tool that I understand the hype. I get it. You know, I get the hype. But again, bottom line is that AI is here to stay. And that means that this technology is being adopted by the search engines that we know today, like Google and Bing. And so search is changing. And along with that, that means SEO is changing too. So for our jobs as food bloggers, It's time to adapt, it's time to adjust, and it's time to future-proof your blog growth so that you can continue to scale your traffic. So in today's episode, I want to share a few things that you should focus on so that you can continue to scale your blog traffic even with AI on the rise, okay? 
Now, before we jump into that, I want to share this cold, hard truth about AI that, I mean, it is what it is, right? The fact that AI is now on the horizon means that ranking on search is going to become a little harder, okay? And the reason for that is because the amount of content saturation that there is right now in search is insane. People are out here producing content at this rapid speed with the help of ChatGPT, and Google's not able to index it all quick enough as a result. And so I would say this is probably like one of the cons of ChatGPT is that they're able to just copy and paste all this inaccurate information and throw it up in, you know, a blog post. And it just basically this is how people are using ChatGPT to scale their blog content. And it's almost like it's clogging the queue for the rest of us, right? Like the way I picture it is Google has this long ass queue of content that it needs to index. And it's basically having to shift through all of it to see like what's shitty content, what's actual helpful content. And it's taking a while. Okay. So if you've been experiencing any type of indexing issues, this could be why. It's just something that's going to happen for a while until Google catches up. And to be honest, I've already seen a few tweets about people complaining that their AI-generated blog posts all got hit by the latest Google update. So big fat duh, right? <laughs> okay, so with that said, let's talk about how you can future-proof your blog traffic. So number one, I would say niche down. Yes, I said what I said. Niche as far down as you can, okay? Because with the rise of AI, you have to figure out a way to stand out. And honestly... In order to stand out, you have to really own a sub-niche. It's not even like, oh, I can just do a baking blog. You have to really narrow that down even more, okay? For two years, I was stuck at a page view plateau because I was sharing comfort food recipes on my blog. Now, if you don't know me, you're new to the podcast, hello and welcome. I've been a food blogger since 2016, so it's been seven years. and while things were way different back then, the way it is now is not how it used to be. So to be able to get out of this page you plateau, I had to narrow down my niche. I was sharing comfort food and it wasn't until I niched down to Cuban cuisine that I was able to break through that plateau. Okay. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but it makes sense in a way, you know, because there's so many comfort food blogs out there. And you don't want to get lost in a sea of sameness, right? You have to figure out how to make your EAT shine on through through every blog post. So in case you don't know what EAT is, it stands for expertise, experience, authority, and trustworthiness. Do you know what builds authority and trust? Being an expert in a certain topic and owning the shit out of it, okay? That was such a light bulb moment for me. Because I was sharing pasta one day and then brownies the next. And Google was confused. Of course it was confused, you know. And this is why I was stuck at this page you plateau for so long. And guess what? If Google's confused, so is your reader. I swear, as soon as I narrowed down to Cuban cuisine, I'm first-generation Cuban-American. So it just made sense. I could speak to this expertise. I could speak to this experience because I am Cuban. And so... It's technically still comfort food, but it's almost like it's a sub-niche of comfort food. And so as soon as I did that, my pages doubled, my email list tripled, 
The amount of emails I receive daily from people enjoying my content is just wild. It's like, why didn't I do this earlier? Okay, it's such an obvious step. But I guess I was so worried about search volume that I forgot that user intent matters more. Okay, Google ranks sites that deliver what people want higher in search. That's just how it's always been. And the more your posts are interacted with, the more that signals to Google that you're an expert in this topic. And that's how you start ranking. And so think about how you can narrow down your niche. Are you a baking blogger? Maybe niche down to just doing cakes. And then you can create three to five content pillars all about cakes. Are you also a comfort food blogger? Maybe you niche down to doing stews. And then you create content pillars like vegetarian stew, stews from different cultures, slow cooked stews with meat. And then this brings me to number two. You add the step-by-step photos. You talk about the ingredients in great detail. You talk about the techniques in great detail, a.k.a. you share helpful content. That's number two. Google is looking for content that stands out, meaning content that AI can't replicate. And so this favors us as food bloggers because we bring a lot of that firsthand experience and expertise to the table. We have an opportunity to really beef up our post, no pun intended, or... Maybe it is intended. We have the opportunity to share what AI can't share. And that is why you recommend a certain ingredient, why you suggest this technique over another, personal tidbits about the recipe, any secret ingredients about the recipe. Like AI can spew out any recipe, right? We know this. This is just how it is. But it can't personalize it. It can share how this was your childhood favorite meal or the special spices that your grandmother used or that certain technique that you learned in pastry school. Whatever it is that you bring to the table that AI can't replicate, highlight the shit out of that in every post, okay? Think of ways that you can infuse your own personality, that you can infuse any nuances, your expertise, like whatever builds connection with your audience is going to also build that EAT with Google, okay? And lastly, number three, It's time to up your content production. In other words, it's no longer okay to be like, I'm going to post once a month and then you're going to wonder why you're not growing. Okay. Remember, now more than ever, we have robots out here spewing content like mad. So we can't just get by with one post here or one post there. And I know it's hard to dish out a bunch of recipes all day long. And I'm not necessarily telling you that you need to do five recipes per day or anything crazy like that. But if you've been doing once a week, maybe it's time to go up to twice a week or three times a week. I've definitely noticed when I myself have increased my content production, I've absolutely seen a boost in traffic. And if you're finding it hard to do that, you need a content system to streamline all your processes. Okay, blogging has a lot of moving parts. So if you're feeling burnt out by pushing out content all the time, you need systems. Okay, this is something I teach in my program because it's so necessary for consistency, for outsourcing, your sanity. (laughs) You need a system for planning content, prepping and batching recipes, creating blog posts, publishing and promotion. It's almost like you have to strike this balance between increasing quantity without sacrificing quality. That way you can scale your blog traffic and stand out from all that AI generated content. Okay. So whether you need to make that business decision to hire out your writing or your photography or your promotion strategy, it's time to make this a priority. 
I honestly wish I would have outsourced sooner, to be honest, because it saves me so much time and energy and I'm able to focus on other things. And it's honestly the best thing ever. Worth every penny, to be honest. So to recap this episode, AI is not as scary as everyone made it out to seem earlier this year. Okay, they spoke so wild about it where it was like we're being taken over you know our jobs are in danger etc etc it's not that serious i promise on the contrary i actually really like ChatGPT, and i think it's been such a helpful tool for me to you know outline my post or to help me beef up certain certain sections of my post and so it's not all bad as long as it's used in ethical ways, I think it can be a really helpful tool for us as writers, you know, just to try to come up with different ways of explaining certain things or, you know, help me craft this blog post about a root vegetable or something. And then it can kind of like do some research for you. You still have to fact check, of course, because it's not the most up to date information, but it's still a great starting point, when, especially when you need some inspo and you have some writer's block. It can be a really good tool. So. Our jobs are not in danger. We're not being taken over by robots, okay? But we do need to step up our game as food bloggers. If we want to scale our traffic and continue to live off our blogs, you need to step up your game, okay? So that means narrowing down your niche if you haven't already, right? Think of a sub-niche that you can narrow down to so you can stand out from all the AI-generated content out there. You want to share helpful content, making sure that Every post is positioned in the people-first approach that Google's looking for. Show your firsthand experience. Show your expertise on every single blog post that you put out there, okay? Make that loud and clear, front and center. And lastly, you need to up your content production, okay? Whether that means you're going to start streamlining your workflow so you can get content out there faster, with systems, or you're going to hire help. And that's either one is totally fine, but you just need to make that business decision so you can up your content production, okay? These three things are a surefire way to future-proof your blog growth. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you found value in this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on the next one. 